0: Good evening world, this is the podcast Sassafras, and your host is Laura Cattell. Welcome back. Mm. Alright, so yesterday we went over advanced visualization tips to bypass limiting beliefs. And a good point to remember, whenever you catch yourself expressing an opinion, in thought, word, or deed, realize that you've just nailed a belief that's busy at work building your life around you. All right, topics that uh, sometimes come up, and these are just examples. I'll start living in abundance once my novel becomes a bestseller. You're hinging your abundance on your novel being a bestseller. Your novel can be a bestseller, but you can make far more abundance than just hinging it on a novel. By the same token, why saddle the dream of writing a book with the burden of creating wealth? Or, I'll be happy once I lose this weight. No, it's not how that works. Happiness has nothing to do with weight. Not unless we think, say, and believe so. Those are types of self-imposed parameters. Another one I hear is, I love what you do. I dream of doing that one day. And I know that they have the wherewithal, and the time to do so, so why don't they? Why don't they give it to themselves? It's because they don't believe the rest of their life is in check. Sorry, I had to go find that one real quick. So it's as if the sunglasses they're wearing won't allow them to see how livable their dreams are right now. Back to that wonderful description of everyone's beliefs being a slightly different tint on sunglasses coloring how we see the world rather than changing the world we see. Hmm, Alright, and so we went over some advanced visualization tips to bypass limiting beliefs and this he went back over manifesting change but he makes two very distinct points. But first we've gone over and over and over, is when visualizing, always focus on the end result of whatever it is you want, right? Visualize from the end result, and then the universe works backwards. So that one, you know, is going to be said ad nauseum. It bears repeating, it's going to get repeated because people still can't seem to get it. But the second part, very important, and don't forget about the second part. And this is why sometimes it takes a couple tries or ten before you get a visualization of an end result that's not hinged upon something else and is not contingent upon this thing happening because then you're messing with the cursed house. And we're so used to thinking Along those linear lines, and basically messing with the cursed house, you're trying to figure it all out on your end. Right? You're trying to figure it out all on your end, instead of letting the universe figure it out in the best, most expedient, efficient way possible. Don't link your dreams together. That is the entirety of the second point. You can, however, visualize many different dreams, but visualize them one at a time. To go back to the bestseller and abundance scenario that we went over earlier, is if you want abundance, visualize abundance. If you want a bestseller, visualize a bestseller. Alright? Alright? So by focusing on the end result and not making one dream contingent on another, you're freeing the manifestation process from limitation, allowing the invisible forces of imagination to find the absolute shortest distance between your dream and its physical expression. So two most basic rules for visualization. Focusing on the end result, don't link your dreams together. That sounds super simple. And yet because it's so simple, we tend to want to make it complicated. You gotta keep it simple. And so we left off at the end of the chapter... Yesterday, the end of chapter... uh, Yeah, end of chapter 2. At Infinite Possibilities.
1: Hmm.
0: What do you mean? And then we will hop into... Chapter 3. But before we get any further, a shout out to the restaurant industry, all my guys and gals out there in Foodland, thank you for all you do, thank you for all you've done. I just saw an awesome commercial from Corona also doing the same thing. Basically, thank you to the restaurant industry for all you've done over the last year, all the hardships you've had to endure, and they pledged a million dollars to some restaurant fund, so thank you, Corona Beers. And if you are feeling overwhelmed and too stressed out, please don't do something you can't take back. You are worthy, you are deserving, you are strong enough, you are smart enough, you are deserving enough, please don't quit. There will be a way out of whatever it is you're going through, but not if you quit. So please don't quit. Alright, Infinite Possibilities, which coincidentally obviously is the title of the book. I often hear people say that beliefs are hard to deal with because they're so loaded with mystery and because they're presumably buried deep inside the psyche. Of course, these are simply beliefs themselves. But even if but even if they are possibly your own, don't let them stop you from doing what you can. Don't think you have the excuse me, don't think you have to first pinpoint or unwind all your beliefs before you can begin making any progress. Working with your beliefs need not be an all-or-nothing endeavor. Every journey begins with a first step, and working with your beliefs follows the same principle. Do what you can, do what you're comfortable with, and follow your feelings and impulses. And as you progress, you'll elevate yourself to higher and higher levels of understanding, giving yourself ever-new vistas of awareness you'll begin to see things that were not visible before you started and you'll be empowered by your progress and momentum. Enjoying your life today by living your dreams to the degree you presently can is perhaps one of the most powerful things you can do toward expanding your belief system. Remember We're all made of the same stuff, so what one person has done, all may do. It's so simple, it's so obvious. It's just a matter of the thoughts you choose to think. We all write our own book of rules, where all our shoulds and should-nots are named, but there's another book, the Book of Infinite Possibilities, that you've barely started, and the ideal way to rifle through its pages begins with aligning your beliefs with the life of your dreams. Your thoughts provide the creative spark that sets all things, including time and space, into motion. And it's your beliefs that tell you how and what to think, apart from a very, very few shared illusions. We are all bound by a different set of rules that govern the most profound aspects of our lives, our beliefs. Yet in time and space, we can believe whatever we like, for any reason we like, and as we believe, so will it be. dwell on these ideas. Think about them inside and out. Question everything that doesn't make sense until it does make sense. Because it will. Strive to understand in your own way. That, 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 that. Alright, I glitched that one. That there are certain noble truths about our reality, truths that clearly reveal your power. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Believe, and thy will be done.
1: It's been a while since I've read the Bible, but I
0: do believe that last part was from some passage inside it. Although I could be very well mistaken. Alrighty. So beliefs upon beliefs upon beliefs. And just a caveat. When he's sitting here talking, working on your beliefs, need not be an all or nothing endeavor. It's not to not work on them. It's that don't be afraid to keep Working on your dreams even while you're working on your beliefs. You can do both simultaneously. Okay. Working on your dreams is that visualization where you're visualizing the end result that you want. And then in the rest of the time, you're working on your beliefs, observing how you're doing. And or if your end result is that blazing amazing bulldozing your way through whatever beliefs that come up because you're that determined to get from where you are to that thing whatever it is and you will absolutely let nothing get in your way right by all means and when he says do what you can with where you are and what you're comfortable with maybe the only thing you can do right now is visualize that's still doing something. okay. Just five to ten minutes a day. you can do it twice a day if you're you know really feeling topsy-turvy. Pick an end result that's going to serve you and give it a really good quality five to ten minutes. And really embrace that image and the emotions of that end result. The gratitude, the joy, the relief, whatever it is. All right? It does work. It has worked for me flawlessly the entire last year. Don't sell yourself short. You absolutely can do this. Alright. So, chapter 3, Blessed Emotions. Ooh. So, what is it that you want the most? A home in the country? What do you want with all your heart and soul? The love of your life? What would you give anything to have? More friends? More laughter? More time? Actually, I think we have a lot in common, because the thing you want most is also the thing I want most. To be happy. And the good news, as you already know, is that happiness is an inside job. And how you can apply for that job is the basis for much of this chapter. Before we go too far, I'd like to make a distinction between our emotions and our intuitive feelings, the latter of which gets special attention with its own chapter in this book, Gifts from Heaven. That would be chapter 5. For now, suffice it to say that when I speak of our emotions, such as happiness, sadness, anger, or depression, I am referring to the byproducts of our experiences in time and space as filtered through our beliefs. Feelings, on the other hand, spring from the vastness of our present spiritual selves, typically appearing as insights, bursts of comprehension, hunches, instincts, and impulses to help us find our way, make decisions, or chart a new course. That's an interesting distinction. that is an interesting distinction to separate emotion from feeling usually we regard the two as intertwined i'm very curious to get to chapter 5 now okay sorry back to the back to the train of thought but what is happiness it's the emotion we spontaneously experience whenever we think The circumstances of our life are favorable, in harmony, and pleasing to us." Hmm. Whenever we think, the circumstances of our life are favorable. Really highlighted that passage, in quotation marks. Emphasis on think. This is really great news. Because it means that we decide when we'll feel happy based on our perception of the circumstances in our lives. And since we know the circumstances of time and space are just a reflection of our thoughts in time and space, we also know that we can change the circumstances we don't like by working on our thoughts and beliefs um, put this one in, in proper perspective. I don't know if you've seen that meme going around Facebook. Uh, the guy who's walking looks over at the bicycle and says, gosh, that sure would be nice. Guy on the bicycle looks over at the car. Gosh, that sure would be nice. And the, the first car's a little rundown guy in the rundown car looks over at a brand new car and says, gosh, that would, wouldn't that be nice. And then the guy in the a uh, brand new car looks over at the luxury sports car and says, gosh, that would be nice. Every level you're at is where someone else wants to be. Okay. So your happiness is really just a perspective of where you're at in life right now. Of what you see in your outer world. Perception is our view of the world and of ourselves through our beliefs. Where do we get most of our beliefs? From age zero to seven. Can't stress it enough to work on limiting beliefs. You don't need to be like, obsessive, but I would advocate that you cultivate an awareness of the dialogue that you have with others, the dialogue that you have with yourself. The more you become aware, the more you end up catching yourself Hmm, me before it gets too much farther and you can be like, oh, nope, nope, nope. That is, that is not true. No, don't do that. Because remember, you are listening to everything you say. Do you like it when someone speaks bad of you? Well, you don't like it when you speak bad of you. Remember, you are not your thoughts, you are the observer of your thoughts. When you speak bad of you, when you think bad of you, you are listening. Don't hurt yourself like that. You'd be amazed what changes when you start think when you start having positive dialogue with yourself. All right, back to the book. The short-term fix that will bring about happiness is to change our perception of circumstances that seem unpleasant. The long-term fix is to begin the work of aligning our thoughts and beliefs with all we want the future to hold, so that we can change those circumstances. Both are viable options. But because we've already talked at length about how to affect change in the future, By working with our thoughts and beliefs, this chapter will be more about our emotions in the present, or better still, our perception of the circumstances that now surround us. In the Eye of the Beholder. Perception is our view of the world and of ourselves through our beliefs. I'll give you a personal example. When my brother, mother, and I first started TUT, Totally Unique T-Shirts. The business that preceded my writing and speaking career. It was really slow going. World Headquarters was crammed into my tiny Orlando apartment. And I remember one beautiful workday in the spring of that year that, me, in the spring of that year when I decided to give myself a little break. I went to my apartment's community swimming pool to relax and soak up the sun. Up until that time, I'd worked for P.W., Pricewaterhouse. So I thought I could now enjoy some of the slow time that you sometimes encounter when starting a new business. Unfortunately, my beliefs about working hard, sacrificing, and struggling as necessary hardships for starting my own business left me feeling incredibly guilty, lazy, and unhappy. My morning by the pool was pretty miserable. Had I thought to change my perceptions that morning, I could have seen my time spent by the, t- by the pool as evidence that I was on the right path toward making my dreams come true. I could have understood that I did, do and did deserve to enjoy life as I pleased. And then, from that perspective, I could have really enjoyed the spring air and the cool water, listening to the birds and fully appreciating the paradise I lived in. But instead, I derided myself for not working harder, and I worried that I was being negligent in my responsibilities. Fortunately, I have remembered that morning well and have often looked back at the lesson learned. Because within two short years, Tup began breaking the million dollar mark in annual sales. Looking back, I now realize that if on that spring morning I had any idea of just how well our company would soon be doing and just how effective my efforts were, I'd have wholeheartedly enjoyed myself. These days, whenever I feel beset with guilt or doubt about what I'm doing or whether I'm working hard enough, I examine my beliefs, change my perception, and think to myself, oh, Mike. If you only knew how well you were going to be doing in the near future, you'd really just relax and enjoy today for all that it already is. So, the emotion of happiness, which is what we're all really after, is a product of our perception, like all our emotions. And our perceptions are a product of our beliefs. Do you want to change how you see something? Just look at your beliefs. And in instances like this, finding your beliefs is relatively easy because you already have a clear starting point. The unpleasant emotions you're currently feeling. That's actually a fantastic visualization affirmation I'm going to go back over really, really quickly. Oh, Mike, if you only knew how well you're going to be doing in the near future, you'd really just relax and enjoy today for all that it already is. You, of course, can reword it for your own self and change out who it's to instead of Mike. Insert whatever name. Yours. Somebody you know. If you only knew how well you're going, what do you mean? If only that you can even reword it to mo- like, if only you knew how well you're already doing, and how much that's going to benefit you in the future. You just relax and enjoy it for what it is. If only you knew how well you're going to be doing in the near future. You'd really just relax and enjoy today for all that it already is. That's a powerful affirmation. That's a really beautifully powerful affirmation. Because it's subtle. It doesn't mention what it is that you are doing. Just that in the near future, you're going to be doing really well. So just relax. What does that do to our expectations? We are now expecting that we're going to be doing really well in the very near future. So just relax. Hmm. And if you're not happy with something, and you want to change what it is that you see, you already have a clear starting point, the unpleasant emotions that you're feeling. In this way, emotions, particularly happiness, are not only something to strive toward, but they're also powerful indicators pointing at beliefs that are holding us back from seeing things in a new light. They tell us exactly where our, where our thinking lies, and thus, where our beliefs lie. And whenever they're unpleasant, they serve as a reminder that our present perception is not based on truth, but on misinterpretations of truth. Sorry, I said that wrong, but on misinterpretations of truth. And I think we will stop there for today. Tomorrow we will come back with "Joy is only a thought away." I've been getting a little late on my podcast, so obviously when we got to manif- uh, when we went through manifesting change, he had worked this slightly into his uh, matrix of manifestation, really emphasizing that happiness is basically what we're all after. But when Mike talks about happiness, he's not talking about Any caveats to that happiness right when he's talking about you being happy it's the package deal you've got this the perfect partner you've got the perfect job or fulfilling whatever it is Um, endeavor work philanthropy whatever it makes you fulfilled you have millions in the bank you're living where you want you're doing what you want on your time with Friends surrounding you all singing your praises. Alright, when Mr. Dooley talks about happiness, he's talking about the total package deal. That which brings you your most ultimate happiness. And nothing less. And he makes an excellent point. You cannot be truly happy if all of the areas in your life aren't in sync and in harmony. You might be doing great at your job, but if your job is requiring you to work, like, an insane amount of hours a week, like, 80 hours a week, don't, don't smirk. I've done it before. If your job is requiring you to work 80 hours a week, even if you love it, you're neglecting your, your, your family and your home. Yeah, you're making money, but you never have time to spend it. That's not truly happy. All right. Or you've got the love of your life, but you're constantly fighting because bills. Is that happy? Or you've got the money, but nobody to share it with. And that mansion is very, very empty and lonely. Is that happy? No. In order to be happy, It's gotta be the package deal, every single aspect. You're fit and trim and looking sexy, you've got the perfect partner, you're making the millions of dollars, you're making the millions of dollars ethically doing something that's truly, wonderfully fulfilling, you have mountains of friends, mountains of cash, mountains of influence, and you're doing fantastically well in your life. All aspects of your life are in sync, harmonious, peaceful, joyous, excitement-driven, all aspects. So when we go over and we just say happiness, please understand just how loaded a term happiness truly is when it comes to Mr. Dooley. Which, to be perfectly honest, makes too much sense for it just to be Mr. Dooley's. To be truly happy, it's gotta hit all marks. Just use that little bit of deductive reasoning. You can't really be happy if one, of your, one aspect or another of your life is suffering in some way. We also went over that it's okay to be selfish in the back end of Mr. Dooley's book for the exact same reason. Because when you're happy, that's making that's ensuring that your family members by proxy are happy, that your friends are happy by proxy. And then they're happy, and then that happiness extends into their own circles. And so on and so forth. And then you have all of them working on being happy in their lives. And that enriches yours in return. And it bounces back and forth. And in this way, if everyone were selfish enough to work on their own happiness their true, ultimate happiness. You might just get to world peace because no one's worried about warring with anybody else, arguing with anybody else. I I don't know, that might be grandiose, but we still have to encounter adversity. That's what makes us grow. Adversity, I think I said anniversary, my apologies.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: If only you knew how well you're going to be doing in the near future. Use any voice you like. Preferably one that's reassuring, one that you trust. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle. Favorite friend, best friend, spouse... If only you knew how well you're going to be doing in the future. and really smile when you hear that, like, oh yeah, I forgot. Silly me. I'm going to be doing just fine. You're tricking your mind into expecting, fine. Okay. Good. Great. Fantastic. Wonderful. Marvelous. Play around with all those fun adjectives. Okay. That's... Damn, I like that one. Alright. So go ahead and get in a little wiggle and do a little stretch, and we will get in our two-minute brain
1: break. Okay. Sorry about that. There was a, um
0: family request and they forgot that I was podcasting for a minute. So we're still going to do our two minute frame break.
1: So I apologize for the introduction. Oh,
0: and now I have to stretch. Oh goodness.
1: Alrighty. Go ahead and close your eyes.
0: And let's take a nice slow,
1: deep breath in. And let it back out. And let's take another deep breath. Beautiful breath in. And let it back out. And just let your awareness settle into the space. And I just want you to pretend as if you've just heard the news that you've been waiting to hear and the deepest feeling of relief just washes over you Just sit with that exaltation for a moment. That beautiful feeling that encompasses so many others. Joy, gratitude, peace, harmony, comfort, refuge, safety. Just relief. Relief that you don't have to struggle. Not in your job or your finances or your family. Relief that you finally got it right, whatever it is. Relief that you finally got approved or acquired. Whatever it is for that that thing you've been wanting, dreaming, begging, pleading, hoping, wishing for. Just the lightness your shoulders feel and that weight off your chest. The air you breathe just seems to go a little bit deeper than it did before.
0: All right, guys.
1: Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for showing up, for being on the
0: other end. I do truly appreciate it. We will come back tomorrow with Joy is Only a Thought Away. Have a fantastic rest of your evening. This is the podcast Sassafras. Good night.